Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to episode number 10 of your Habit Thrive podcast. This episode, Planning Happiness, starting with the rhythm of your day, is the first in four episodes for the month of September on planning happiness. I love that play on words as I love planning and I am very happy when I am planning. And yes, you can plan your happiness. And we're gonna be digging into that for sure. So if you're tuning in now, you will see that the episodes for the month are titled one to four, so that you can binge watch those from one to four if you like, however that works for you, but they will all connect and they all build on the episode before. As well, you can have a listen back to August if you like. In the month of August, we focused on meditation and you'll find as you move through the episodes in this podcast and I hope you stick with me because I have a lot of fun month to month season to season planning what's coming up next so you will notice that perhaps that you find that you may have a little more connection to the seasonal changes and all of the opportunities and excitement actually that comes up in each season now before we dive into today though I have to say a huge huge thank you first of all to all of you listening right now absolutely I've been having so much fun with this podcast as well to those of you who have been leaving reviews um, again this is new for me this uh, a podcast in general and then the concept of reviews so I have been receiving emails from Apple podcasts or iTunes I think I'm still getting used to this uh, when there is a review and then I have the opportunity to sit with the review and they have blown me away I am so grateful and so overwhelmed with uh, your words with your love it just really affirms for me that I am perhaps sharing some information that is working for you that you are enjoying the podcast and that is huge the other thing actually I was thinking about this as I was going through the reviews is that it really encourages me to pay it forward as well. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love a whole variety of podcasts, but very often I will be decluttering or I will be doing the dishes or walking. And then I say to myself at the end of the podcast, oh, I have to go back and leave a review. And then you know what happens. Sometimes, well, for me, I'm full disclosure, I forget to go back and leave a review. Because you have been leaving those reviews and noticing in my heart and in um, just how I feel, 
with those reviews. It has totally inspired me to sit down and write those reviews that I've been wanting to do for a while. And I don't take them lightly because for the very reasons that I just discussed, again, it's a habit thing. <laughs> it's a habit thing for sure. I know that it's it's not easy to stop what you're doing, write a review, you read over it, and if you have some pitta, perfectionism in you like I do we're rewriting it and then thinking should I send it so I know I just know how much goes into this so again I am over the top grateful for the reviews and know that you have encouraged me to pay it forward so ah I just have to take a breath after that and actually my hand is resting right here on my heart so let's dive in to today. For the month of September, again, we are focusing on planning. And I love the month of September for planning. Similar to how August speaks to me in terms of meditation, and just a heads up, November really speaks to me in terms of meditation as well. So we'll be coming back to meditation. But for the month of September, this is my planning month. And I would say even more so than January. And I know that is for some of you out there as well. Not just, you know, maybe because you're a teacher. I know that comes into play as well. But there is just a different energy in September. Sometimes in January, we just kind of want to put our feet up. I know, you know, the gym say everyone comes back to the gym and, and goes crazy with um, New Year's resolutions and whatnot. But from um, Ayurvedic perspective, January is kind of a laid back kind of reset month. And so I would say for that reason, September is a little bit more planning for me. So as we move into this month, then the other thing that comes up is can we plan our happiness? And how does that actually relate to the flow and the rhythm of our day? So I'm gonna give a shout out right away to a book that is titled The How of Happiness. And it was a life-changing book for me a few years ago. It gives a beautiful description of our set points for happiness and can we become happier? How do we notice what makes us happier? There are actually questionnaires all throughout the book that you can do to assess your level of happiness as well. What I loved most about this book, well, two things actually I love most. Number one is that it is so hopeful. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this is the pie chart that changed my life when I read the book. So the pie chart shows that 50% of our happiness, so I'm gonna say this is in terms of the latest, uh, the latest research, and a lot of the research was done on twins, actually, because twins that were living in the same home and twins that were not living in the same home. So they were able to account for upbringing and all of the other aspects as you go through your day and as you go through your life uh, as a twin. So it's really, really interesting again to, to dive into that research. But 50% based on that research of our happiness is genetic. I like to describe it as our chemical soup. So what kind of hormones and, and chemicals do we have flowing through us from our, our serotonin to what happens with our dopamine 
and our cortisol and just everything that makes up our chemical soup and those brain chemicals that uh, have an impact on everything from how we're feeling, how we're sleeping. So that is our chemical soup and our DNA. So that is 50 so you know how you have friends or you've met somebody, even somebody that you see now and again uh, serving you somewhere in, you know, in a restaurant or you meet them on the streets and they're just so happy all the time. So there are genetic, for sure, predispositions to happiness. So 50%. And I'm gonna say only 50%. So how hopeful is that? The other 10%, or I'm gonna say 10% is your circumstances. So the town that you're living in, the country that you're living in, what's going on in your environment right now, your work situation, your social situation, your financial situation. So that impacts your happiness by, that's 10%, let's say, on the pie chart. We have a full, I'm saying full, 40% to play with of intentional activities that can move us along that continuum of our happiness, a full, 40%. And in the book, the author describes or suggests, this is the second reason I love, love, love this book, the strategies that she suggests. And there are 12 strategies and there's there could be more. Um, how they're put together could be different in your life, but I, honest to goodness, I love them. As we move through the episodes of these podcasts, we're gonna be touching on, I'm gonna say probably all of them. So for example, she talks about an intentional activity to perhaps make you happier. Now, let me say this um, from the get-go, is that she does say in the book that different people will be impacted more by different strategies. And she actually has an assessment that you can go through that you can determine out of those 12 strategies, what are the best ones to start with for you. And again, fantastic. And it actually goes back to the discussion that we had during the meditation series in August where meditation is perhaps easier for some people than others. And I'm gonna say meditation from a sit down, follow your breath for 20 minutes, structured meditation could be easier for some people. And if you look at the strategies, let's say for happiness, and you followed them one at a time, and you tried meditation and you weren't happy or happier, then that would be really frustrating. And again, the, this is how these podcast episodes work together. So they're all going to um, kind of connect and intertwine. So out of those 12 strategies, yes, meditation is one that can potentially make you happier, as is reducing a social comparison, <laughs> rumination, gratitude, cultivating optimism, planning and goal setting. So these are all strategies that are intentional strategies and intentional activities that you can start to add into your day and your life and then notice, are they making a difference? So this is why I come back to the fact that yes, we can plan our happiness. 
we can actually start to put some of these activities. Again, I'm going to suggest, I'm gonna mention this at the end of the episode, again, is that we do a little bit of an assessment of our day as we move through our days, let's say for the next week, so that you're just, again, noticing just what you're doing, how you're feeling, what the flow is, what the rhythm is. That can happen over the next week. And then, having a plan. So my favorite, favorite planning tool is actually Google Calendar. So I am going to give an opportunity at the end of September for those of you that want to dig into a Google Calendar to be able to do that as well. But this is our starting point right here. It's just with an understanding of, wow, I've got a full 40% to play with and I can actually plan my happiness. So again, I am going to come back though to starting with our day. And very often it's helpful to know, first of all, what are you doing on a daily basis? What is working, right, in your day? And I talk about that or I use that um, assessment very often when I'm working with clients or with groups on adding habits into their day. So it's it's called habit stacking. So we'll have a look back through the day or we will record as we're moving through the day things that we do often, things that we do every day, and we don't even think about it so that we can start to habit stack or put habits that we want to do with that habit that's already happening. And we can't do that actually until we have a little bit of an understanding of how our day flows and what I'm actually doing. So, I mean, the best example, of course, is brushing our teeth because we brush our teeth every day. If I could habit stack the entire day with brushing our teeth, and I I probably do in some sense, I would do that because there are definitely a few things that all of us do on a daily basis, but that one is a universal one for sure. So if you'd like to play, and this is why I am suggesting right now you may have your your journal or your planner with you, or you could be out on a walk or run or decluttering, and then you're going to come back to this. But wherever you want to write this down, just start to get a a feeling for your day. So I'm going to suggest that you write down when you woke up and I'm going to go right to the end of the day when you went to bed. So that is your framing. Okay, for your day. And you can write anything down that you want during the day for sure. But I'm going to suggest the bigger things that happen during the day and the ones that stand out for us that, again, we do every day. So we wake up, we'll have our breakfast at some point. So I'd like you to just make a note of you. For sure, you can write down what you're eating. I'm I'm more interested in when you're eating, actually. So when you're having your breakfast, when you're taking, if you have medication that you're taking, when you're taking that, when you're taking your supplements if or your vitamins, when the light is first hitting your eyes. Making a connection as well to the light hitting your eyes outside or for those of you, I am one of these people actually that has a sad light and I actually put my sad light on my desk, seasonal affective disorder light in August normally because I noticed probably about two weeks ago the drop in light so that satellite went on to my desk 
But notice and make a note of when does light, and I'm going to say daylight, doesn't have to be sunshine, but outside light or your sad light hit your eyes in the morning. Okay, so make a note of that. When are you having your lunch? When are you exercising? So when are you going for a, a walk or when are you doing a little dance party or just when are you moving your body during the day and are you moving your body outside so yes I am a huge fan of moving in the morning and getting the morning light now that being said our schedule right now in that my husband is working our schedule is that we walk at night with our dog jammers and so there's a benefit to walking at night as well. As long as it's not like a walk run and it gets your heart rate up too much, it's actually a moderate walk. It's very rhythmic. It's very um, kind of let go of your day. The morning walk is a little bit more vigorous. You have the light on your eyes and you're just, I like, and actually I stole this from a, a friend of mine who talks about brain bathing so you're just getting all of those fluids going in your body and first thing in the morning you're just bathing the entire body you're also bathing your your brain as you do vigorous activity so it is a little bit more of a vigorous walk or a walk run or a kayak or a bike anything in the morning in the sun is fantastic so that may or may not be happening right because I mean you could be you could be going right into uh, an office so just making note though because again we are going we are talking about our next chapter so everything does not have to happen exactly right now and everything does not have to happen I am a big fan of having a smorgasbord of activities that we can pick and choose from but just this is really important to notice though when you are getting up when you're going to bed when is that first light because this is all about your circadian rhythms and so for those of you who have I'm going to say any kind of issues in terms of sleep digestion pain when anyone says to me what do I start with I say start with the rhythm of your day start with knowing when you are doing all of these activities during the day this of course relates to your circadian rhythm and then everything in our body when we're digesting when the sleep cycle comes on when the wake cycle comes on what's going on with our hormones all during the day and what's going on at night as we're sleeping it's all related to the 24-hour clock and it's related to what's going on with the light. And so that's our starting point. It's not easy though to play with the rhythm of our day, but I'm not gonna go there yet. I'm just going to say that our starting point, no judgment, first of all, right? No judgment at all, just like, oh, okay, this is what my day is. Now you may find that the rhythm of your day, there is no rhythm of your day. <laughs> You may have one, or sorry, you have one rhythm one day, the next day is totally different, the next day is crazy, and so that is your day, or those are your days, okay? And that's your starting point. So that is my suggestion for the week. Now, I know a lot of um, podcasters don't give homework, <laughs> so you can decide. I'm not sure if I want to follow this podcast because I don't know if I want to do homework, but here's the thing. If you just start thinking about this, you just start thinking about it. it, just kind of percolates in the back of your mind and it starts to get the wheels turning, so to speak. And then when you're ready, 
And honest to goodness, it could be next week, it could be next month, it could be next year. It's going to come back to you. That's how the universe works. It will come back to you when you are ready to play with this. So whether you're just thinking about it, you're just drawing this all in right now, or you're going to put pen to paper and uh, dig in a little bit more, totally, totally up to you for sure. So we will pick this up next week. I also want to, at the end of our episodes, I was thinking about this last episode, is always bring it back to what does this mean for our next chapter? Because the title of this podcast is for women, right? Ready to rock their next chapter. So just to reiterate that your next chapter doesn't have to be a huge thing. It actually doesn't have to be, you know, retirement or um, you've all of a sudden become an empty nester. It doesn't have to be a huge thing, your next chapter. Your next chapter could be next week next month, the next day. And I was thinking about this actually, um, because I was thinking about as I was reading, one of my goals uh, is to read more fiction (laughs) than nonfiction. So I was thinking about how chapters start. So the beginning of a chapter in a book that could start, it was a dark and dreary day. That could be the first sentence in a new chapter in a book or you could be reading this book and it starts her eyes popped open feeling a rush of gratitude and excitement for the day ahead she threw open the blinds letting the sun pour in and said this is going to be an awesome day (laughs) which way do you want to start your chapter or your day because you get to think it You get to choose it. You get to write it down if you want because you are the author of your story and the author of your life. So this is how we come back to our next chapter. So before we finish together, I just want to remind you to have a peek at my show notes below because I very often have a goodie down there for you, whether it's a song or whether it's another website to connect to. On that note, actually, I am going to put the um, the name of the book and the author that I talked about today and the how of happiness. And I also have a link down there for a planning happiness get her done Zoom session that I'm going to do at the end of September. So by the time we go through most of our sessions. So it is just about an hour, hour and 15 on putting the information, some of the stuff that we're playing with. And again, for those of you, as I mentioned, who want to dig in, put pen to paper and plan, this is going to be an opportunity to do it. It's just $33 period, taxes included, Canadian, by the way. And the link will be in the show notes. For those of you that, again, are chomping at the bit, that will be there for you. But for those of you that are going, I'm just going to let this simmer, then go ahead and do that. Use these episodes as they work for you in your life. So let's take a couple of breaths. Putting your right hand on your heart, left hand on your abdomen, or as we say in yoga speak, on your belly. Feeling that softness around your heart, perhaps any gratitude of swirling around, pouring in, settling in. 
I'm sure feeling that today. Breathe in softly through your nose. And nice long exhale. Again, to yourself for saying out loud, I am exactly where I am supposed to be, right here, right now. Doing exactly what I am supposed to be doing and being exactly who I am supposed to be being. Slide your right hand across your left shoulder. Wrap your left arm around for a gentle squeeze and a hug. Until next time, keep being you. Nobody else does you better than you. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.